0: Everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We have Thursday night football later tonight. Cam Akers was sent to the Vikings. Green Hunt is reunited with the Cleveland Browns, and plenty, plenty more to discuss on this morning's Wake and Take. So, why don't we sit back? Why don't we relax? Why don't we sip our coffee and enjoy the show? what is going on everyone happy to see you here in the chat on instagram happy to see you here in the chat on instagram good or on, on youtube good morning good morning good morning we have some news to talk about and we're gonna kick things off with the cam acres news as you guys know i'm a cam acres truther and no it isn't really rooted in football wayne cam Akers was a rookie i drafted him in my madden cloud franchise uh fantasy draft uh where you know you, you can basically pick players. You don't have to be the actual rosters. <clears throat> Ooh, that coffee went down bad. Um, and Cam Akers was just really, really good in Madden and ended up being really good in real life that rookie season as well. His rookie season with the Los Angeles Rams, he had 748 yards and three touchdowns. Even had in his first career playoff game, his rookie season on the way to the Super Bowl, ran for 176 yards and a touchdown. The next year he tore his Achilles in 2021. Made a quick recovery and still ended up coming back for the season uh, and played all four postseason games after recovering from the Achilles injury so that everyone was like, Cam Akers is back for 2022. He's going to be awesome. He's a top five dynasty running back. Well, what does he do last year? Well, he comes out last year is the backup running back to Daryl Henderson. He's less than 30% of the snaps and is off to a very, Very rough start in 2022, all the way up until week 13, where he had the first time over a 43% snap share. And he was electric from then on 18 points, 8 points, 13 points, 35 points, 14 points, 16 points to end the year on the rams he averaged 19.5 points per game over the last four games last season and so everyone said again cam Akers is back well what does he do here in 2023 he starts off the year as the starter for the rams sees the most snaps sees the most carries but looks like shit. he takes 20 carries for like 23 yards and does nothing he's a healthy scratch the next week Kyron Williams is a running back one in fantasy scoring in back-to-back weeks. And Cam Akers gets sent to the Vikings now in exchange for a 2026 conditional sixth-round pick. And no, it wasn't just Akers for that. The Rams also added their seventh-round pick conditionally in 2026. So we're talking about conditional pick swaps two years from now, three years from now, (laughs) three years from now that these picks... Will even be utilized. Uh, And so, basically, the Vikings got Cam Akers for free. What does this mean for the Minnesota Vikings? First off, it means that they were not impressed with Alexander Madison. Kind of like everyone else in the fantasy football community. Alexander Madison has been one of the bigger disappointments this year. Way too expensive ADP. If you tuned into Wake and Take, you knew to avoid him. So, congratulations to you guys, the listeners. Because you don't have Alexander Madison on your team. Now Cam Akers goes to Minnesota, and I expect both him and Madison to be utilized extremely similarly. I expect Cam Akers to be better than Alexander Madison, and I expect Ty Chandler to basically be relegated to a less than 15% snap share while these guys are healthy. And the big concern here for Ty Chandler owners is the fact that I assume, given that Akers and Madison... We'll be having basically a split workload at this point. That's my expectation. I'm expecting that neither of them are really going to get hurt as well unless something freaky happens. So I, I think that we're basically talking about a committee here on in Minnesota for the rest of the year. I think Cam Akers, to be completely honest, will outscore Alexander Madison at, by the end of the year in terms of points in Minnesota. He's reunited with his offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, who was there his rookie season when he looked good, who was there in his playoff run when he looked good. Kevin O'Connell and Cam Akers have worked together two years, and I think that that's going to be unlocked here in Minnesota again. He came alive at the end of last year, and I think attached now to a better offense with a scheme that he's used to and a coach that doesn't hate him, Cam Akers will return. And I do think that he'll return value. I'm seeing him dropped in a few leagues. I'm definitely picking him back up. And I will say I'm probably going to be comfortable starting him here in a few weeks. It's obviously going to take some time. But once we see you know him sniff over a 40% snap share on the Vikings, I think that you can be really, really happy. And we saw last year with TJ Hawkinson, when they traded for TJ Hawkinson, his first game out there. He was thrown to the wolves. He had like double-digit targets, if I remember correctly. And so it's possible that Cam Akers gets used immediately as well since he's already familiar with the system and he's just a running back. But either way, I expect, you know, at least a slower start. I'm not starting him this week, but I am making sure to roster him. And you know what, guys? I don't care if it's rose-tinted glasses. I like Cam Akers. I do. I think he's a good football player. And when you watch, you know, his return from the Achilles injury, he was still explosive in those playoff games. And if you'll remember, he was the guy who put Buda Baker on a stretcher from trucking him too hard. And so the guy is a dog and he has talent and he has athleticism and he has prior production. And now he's going to a really, really good offense. And so I, I am buying Cam Akers. I'm in, I'm in on Cam Akers. I'm never going off. I don't care. I don't care. I like him. And it is what it is. Cam Akers is one of my guys, one of my dudes. A guy who is not one of my dudes is Kareem Hunt, who is now returning to Cleveland to be the de facto running back to Kareem Hunt will not be doing anything to make Jerome Ford less valuable. If you look at Kareem Hunt's usage last year on the Cleveland Browns, it really was not that great. And this contract is only a one year deal. Up to $4 million with incentives. Kareem Hunt last year on the Browns only had one game where he saw over 50% of snaps and actually only averaged a 31.7% opportunity share on the squad. So with that and the fact he was 98 in expected points added, that is right. He was supposed to get six more points a game on average. (laughs) than he did, 98th among running backs and expected points added, meaning he is extremely inefficient. Kareem Hunt is dust. And if he wasn't utilized last year, I can't imagine he's utilized a ton this year or else they just would have re-signed him in the first place. And as we talked about on yesterday's Wake and, Sh- Wake and Take, Mike pointed out there's a reason that no team signed Kareem Hunt up until this point. He is washed. We've heard talk from Podfather and Cody Carpentier that he is washed, that he's put on weight, he hasn't been taking care of himself, and teams were not impressed by his limited tryouts. So I'm not expecting really anything huge from Kareem Hunt unless Jerome Ford goes down. I think those of you that spent up for Jerome Ford on fab are still going to be happy. I think he's going to meet the expectations of your 80 to 90% fab bids. Jerome Ford is still fantastic. We saw him look electric, and he's still going to get a ton of usage. Again, Kareem Hunt last year, under contract under true contract on a prove it year trying to get another contract was barely used in cleveland and was incredibly inefficient and this offense is already taking a step back or at least not taking a step forward which is not what you want to see when they were already pretty abysmal last year so i'm not really in on cream hunt if you can get a second for him now i'm doing it if you can get uh honestly maybe even Pierre Strong plus for Kareem Hunt would be a good move depending on what that plus is is Pierre Strong going to be relevant while Kareem Hunt is there probably not unless Hunt gets hurt I do think that Hunt is the RB2 with Ford as the RB1 and Hunt's just going to go in maybe some third downs maybe a little bit of change of pace stuff but I really do believe that Jerome Ford is going to be the lead back and it's actually evidenced it's actually evidenced the head coach came out. And set Kevin Savansky came out and said Jerome Ford is going to be the team's starting running back moving forward. That is per Ari Myra uh, on Twitter. So that's the news with Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt. I'm buying Cam Akers. I'm fading Kareem Hunt. Someone asks, would you keep Akers or Hunt for RB five? I would rather have Akers or, or over Kareem Hunt for sure. <laughs> Someone says Cam must have done something to McVeigh. It had to be. He had to do something. He had to. I don't. I don't. I really don't understand what happened there at all. Very very weird situation. Next up in terms of news is we've got some Justin Fields developments. Yesterday in an interview, he blamed coaching for what was going on. Uh, he came out and said that uh, basically he's been playing too robotic. And somebody asked why he felt he was playing too robotic, and his answer was simple. He just said coaching. And this just goes back to why I do believe that Justin Fields is a bye candidate right now, because he also came back later and said that I can play better point blank and also pulled the media back into the locker room to clarify the coaching statement and said, I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches or my teammates. Whatever happens in the game, I'll take everything. If it's a drop pass, it, it's on me. Put it on me. Never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I blame it on someone else. This organization, my teammates, never really hear that. I just wanted to clear that up. I need to play better, and I should have just said that in the first place. I was trying to give more detail, and I appreciate you all. So he's putting it all on himself. He's demonstrating that he wants to play better, knows he can play better, understands the mistakes he's made, understands that he's been playing too robotic, and and the coaching staff is clearly to blame here in some capacity. So he will bounce back, and he will be good for fantasy. In fact, he'll still be great for fantasy. As we know so far, he's already scored at least 15 points in back-to-back games with multiple turnovers. So if he can do that, he'll be fine. He still has the rushing floor. He still has the upside, and we have some developments here. The Bears defensive coordinator, Allen Williams, did resign. So this defense is likely going to look even worse than it already did with a now probably new defensive coordinator, an interim defensive coordinator, whatever they decide to do here. But either way, this defense is probably going to take a step back as well, which was already pretty poor. And so he's just going to have to score more and more points, run the ball more and more, pass the ball more and more. So by Justin Fields, by Justin Fields, by Justin Fields. Um, A quick little step. Just a quick stat. I've got two quick stats for you, and then we're going to preview this Thursday night football game. Mac Jones is the most pressured quarterback so far this season. He has had the second lowest time to throw of any quarterback and is tied for the league lead in dropbacks. However, he is top 10 in touchdowns, pass yards, air yards, first down, PFF grade, on-target throw percentage, and big-time throw percentage per Dom Gonzalez on Twitter. All of those fantastic stats, and fantastic to hear that he's doing that while being the most pressured quarterback in the league. That is what Justin Herbert did last year. The most pressured quarterback in the league last year was Justin Herbert, and yet he still led the league in money throws, still led the league in deep ball completion percentage, still led the league in so many categories. And so, that kind of stat, when you're under so much duress and you're still top 10 in plenty of important passing categories, That shows you're a good quarterback. That shows this Patriots offense has officially rebounded. And it shows that Matt Patricia is a terrible, terrible coach. Another fun stat, as I sort of mentioned, Justin Herbert, the Chargers. The Chargers are the first team in NFL history to start off 0-2 despite scoring 50 or more points and having zero turnovers in their first two games. How is that happening? I really don't know. Like I said, guys, when I've watched these Chargers so far this season, I they just seem off. Something seems missing. The it factor is not there. The tenacity is not there. And when you see that, that falls on the coaching staff. And so I'm excited for Brandon Staley to finally be out of here because he's just terrible. He really, really is. I honestly hope it happens midseason. I doubt it does, but still Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. Be on the lookout. I really do think his job is not secure anymore as they continue to skid and continue to not look good at all, despite scoring points and not turning the ball over. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football, ladies and gentlemen. But before we do Thursday Night Football, let's hear a little bit about Sleeper.
1: Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw a sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. Now, you know I love Kenny Pickett, right? Week one, who does he face? San Francisco. That's a bummer. So I'm going to be going less than on Kenny Pickett's projected yardage and on whichever quarterback is starting for San Francisco in week one. <laughs> Probably not Trey Lance. <laughs> but then who do the Steelers face in week two? Ah, the Browns, right? We think the Browns are going to crank things up. So there, you can say, hey, Kenny Pickett, more than his projected passing yards. And you keep on correlating. Elijah Moore, more than. George Pickens, more than. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100X your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy.
0: Go get sleeper today. If you're not having your fantasy football leagues on sleeper, what are you doing? I will say, sleeper, if you're listening to this right now, please, please, please add individual defensive player positions. I am so tired of it being limited to defensive line, linebacker, and defensive back. Let me have safeties. Let me have cornerbacks let me have defensive tackles, let me have defensive ends, and let me have edge rushers and everything else, right? You should have just merged it all into one. But anyway, sleepers still a fantastic, if not the best fantasy football platform out there. Tonight, tonight, the New York Giants are heading to San Francisco. They will be taking on the 49ers they are favored to lose the san francisco 49ers are favored by 10 and a half points and the over under right now is set at 44 and a half tough break for the giants they have to start the year against the cowboys they have to pull off an amazing comeback win against the cardinals and now they have to take on the 49ers just after starting to get into a rhythm tough 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 break I see no world the Giants win this game they might cover 10 points is a lot and it's a Thursday night football and so you know the not a lot of time to prepare could end up being a little bit low scoring and if both teams finish around the 20s then I could see the Giants covering but I'm honestly not gonna bet on it I'm not a betting man in that scenario I could easily see the 49ers still running away with it we know Brock Purdy's looked great we know Debo Samuel hasn't popped off yet so it's becoming more and more imminent and Christian McCaffrey has been the best running back in the league so far. So the 49ers are 100% winning this game. Um, and I'm probably firing up all the 49ers I own. I'm definitely starting George Kittle. Definitely starting Debo Samuel. Definitely starting Christian McCaffrey. Although, although you know, the Kittle thing could be worrisome. It's just I don't have the balls to bench George Kittle. The So far, the 49ers are number three in the league against tight ends. It is a small sample size as we are only two games in. Um, or sorry, the Giants are number three versus the tight end the 49 49- someone tight ends they're good against tight ends both of the giants and the 49ers are good against tight ends uh so it's possible kittle doesn't have that great of a game but i'm still gonna bet on him it's george kittle he's got the ceiling he's he's got it all and uh with brandon Ayuk currently questionable i just can't find a reason to not fire up the 49 ers skill players that you have especially if brandon Ayuk ends up being out it does seem from the latest reports that Brandon Ayuk is still having lots of trouble with pain, having a, having a hard time managing it, and it's looking like he's probably not going to play. But, I mean, we do see time and time again with NFL players, they just take some tour it all and they're right out there. So, something to keep your eye on with Brandon Ayuk. It's looking like he's not going to play, but still questionable, still, you know, possible. So, just watch that as the day goes on. If he's out, you have to fire up all of your 49ers. Now, for the Giants, it's a little interesting. Wandale Robinson is expected to make his season debut, and last year he looked really good. In the game, he tore his ACL. He had 13 targets and nine receptions, was off to a great start, had been averaging 10 points a game over the four games that he was healthy for, and so I hope that he can bounce back to that. One of the things that Wandale was kind of excelling in was these really short a dot routes, getting basically screens, the the shovel passes that kind of thing and doing some yak stuff really getting a lot of usage and they don't really they haven't really been utilizing that that much this year and especially with Saquon Barkley also out I can expect Wandale Robinson to have a pretty decent game if he is actually fully healthy and they want to work him into the gameplay. So actually everyone listening right now I'm sending out offers for Wandale Robinson in all my leagues, because I do think that there's a potential of him having a really nice game today, or at the very least, if he gets like six targets or so, then people will be hesitant to sell him at least compared to where they are right now. We don't know what's going to happen, of course, but with no one really on the giants kind of taking it away, right? I mean, Jalen Hyatt is probably the one closest to doing that so far. And Darius Slate and Isaiah Hodgins have at least had a decent floor but Wondell Robinson being young and commanding so many targets last year and Saquon Barkley being out, I see Wondell Robinson being the best benefactor here because of his short average depth of target that he excels in. So I can see Wondell Robinson getting a ton of gadget designed plays just for him tonight. Uh, And I hope I hope to see Jalen Hyatt continue. I loved this interview I saw from him this week where basically the, the the catch he had against the Cardinals, the first one, he had just gone into the huddle and just went up to Daniel Jones and was like, just effing throw it. And that's what he did. And he caught it. And I think that that's fired up the offense of the Giants are kind of back. And Jalen Hyatt has earned some trust after that. So I think Wandale Robinson and Jalen Hyatt right now are the two Giants receivers I'm targeting. And probably the, the two I'm taking a chance on in DFS because of ceiling and also price tag. So Wondell Robinson, look for him to potentially get a good bit of usage with Saquon Barkley out. Um, And look for Jalen Hyatt to at least get some deep targets and maybe make up for something. But either way, I'm expecting the 49ers to win. I'm honestly picking the 49ers to win to cover that spread. And I think that this is the Debo Samuel game. I'm calling the Debo Samuel game for tonight, putting Debo Samuel in your lineups if you can, especially if Brandon Ayuk is out. All right, guys that is our thursday night football preview it's going to be a fun game i'll have some takeaways for you guys tomorrow but that's all the news that's the preview do we have any questions here in the chat would you trade jerome ford and christian kirk for Devontae smith Yes, I would. I would 100% do that, Dev. I hope you're still listening. It looks like that came in earlier in the show. But yeah, do that for sure. I know I think Jerome Ford is going to be a bell cow, and I like Christian Kirk a lot. But Devontae Smith, to me, is a top 10 easily dynasty wide, wide receiver, top 10 redraft wide receiver, and has a fantastic ceiling and floor, and is a locked-in starter week in, week out. So to get that kind of player for an average price, you have to do that. Um... Play Brock Purdy, yeah. Yeah, you've always you've always got to play yourself some Brock Purdy. Always. Um, and Eric Gray season. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm staying away from the Giants backfield, guys. Staying away. In fact, if you own anyone on the Giants backfield, I encourage you to sell. I just I've I would take a fifth round pick for Matt Breida, being completely honest. I, I don't even care if he produces this week, tonight, or ever. It's just not worth it to roster him. You're never going to want to start him. He's just sitting there on the bench. And if he pops off, then you're just mad. But I don't think he ever will pop off. I I really He's not that good. The Giants offense hasn't been that good. So I'm moving on from any of the Giants backup running backs. I'm not starting any of them. There's just no point. There's just no point. All right, guys. That looks like it's it. I don't see any more questions. So thank you all so much for tuning in. This was another fantastic episode of The Wake and Take. You guys were a great audience, as always. This was Jason. This was Wake and Take. I'll see you tomorrow on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at 10 a.m. Eastern. Maybe actually 9.30. We might be doing a 9.30 start tomorrow. I think the Sonic Truth might be doing 10 a.m. tomorrow. So be on the lookout for the YouTube schedule. Just be ready to tune in if you get that little bell notification. Turn on the Player Profiler notifications. Like, subscribe, follow, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday. Go set your lineups. Go pick up your players. Go make some trades and go win your week. Have a good one. Peace.